I seriously thought about just cracking the mic and going ahead and doing the forecast right there and just it's cold. I just forgot to put a song in the next part. Continue so cold. Like, boop. boop. <laughs> <laughs> cold plus cold equals colder. Stay inside. <laughs> um International love song? Space love song. Thank you. Space age love song. Yeah. This is like yeah. one of my favorite songs of the eighties. I love this song. Singer with some of the best hair ever. A flock it's, of seagulls. It's a classic. DY in the last hour, as we talked about. By, oh, by the way, I'm Troy. He's Travion. Mitch will come in at about 5.30 as he's in Beaumont, Texas for K-State Lamar baseball tonight. Derek Young of K-State Online joined us in hour one. Remind you to visit their site on on3.com. That's kstateonline.com. He brought up the number of Division I men's basketball teams. And with all of the discussion that is underway as to what the future may hold for conferences, specifically whether the Pac-12 is going to wither on the vine and how that fits into the Big 12 going forward, some of that. I was reminded this afternoon, just going over things, for ideas to talk about, I, I was reminded that for all of the talk about, quote-unquote, East Coast bias in college football, college basketball, even, you know, even in the pros, but let's be honest, college football, college basketball, we talk about it quite a bit. Because who's staying up to watch games in the Pacific time zone after all? In most cases. My mother-in-law does, but she's a huge Gonzaga fan. That's a completely separate argument. If you get the opportunity, do a search for the maps of Division I football and Division I basketball teams. I did the quick count on basketball. Three hundred fifty eight Division One college basketball teams in the nation. Not counting California. I'll explain why in a moment. Not counting California. There are thirty five west of the Kansas-Colorado border. Think about that momentarily. 358, 35. The overwhelming majority of universities in this country, those that play Division I athletics, it, it holds the same. You'll find it if you look at the map for football. And in fact, then you even get into the mix of adding California to it. The reason I didn't include California in the count on basketball, 
the map is so cluttered that you're not going to get a full grasp of the number of teams that are playing Division I basketball. The Bay Area has a huge cluster. And as you go down the courts, uh, coast, you get into the L.A. area and San Diego. And so there is a, a large swath there. That does affect the number. But much like the population of the country, the universities are reflective of that. Thus, so are the athletics teams. Something I've always been amazed about in the state of Kansas, and I talked a little about this yesterday morning, I think it was, when we were discussing the new chip plant, chip facility that's being planned for Burlington. And I made mention of the fact that made mention of the fact that I've never understood why, in terms of the fact that it just adds so much to the property taxes of the residents in a certain county, why to have Independence and Coffeyville Community Colleges so close together? Why there's not just one in that area, which is already pinched financially, and that's a completely separate discussion. But what amazes me about this state, when you sit down and you look at, especially compared to the population of this state, the number of universities, colleges, and junior colleges that we have. 19 junior colleges alone. You start then putting in the private colleges, the KCAC schools, the Heart of America Conference schools. And the number is just tremendous, especially when you compare it to population. But once you get west of the Kansas-Colorado border, universities and colleges really begin to thin out across the West, except for California and the primary population areas in other states. Just as an example, okay, along the Front Range, and I always was a big fan of the idea. Salt Lake City did this for a bit where where they had uh, put together a weekend where it was a bit of a round robin between the schools that were on the front side of the Wasatch Mountains. I always wanted to see it done along the Front Range in Colorado as well because uh, in Utah, it's Utah State, Weber State, Utah, BYU, and you throw in then Utah Valley. Usually Utah Valley's kind of pushed aside. But they've been on the upswing of late. 
if you add Southern Utah to that mix, and then you go to uh, what is now called Utah Tech, you've got seven teams there. You could add Idaho State out of Pocatello just because of proximity and turn it into an eight-team event. Front range of Colorado, throw in Wyoming for good measure. Wyoming, Colorado State, my friends at Northern, CU, Denver, and Air Force. But when you then start looking beyond those places, it really breaks down. And it's because population is what it is. Meaning that the travel in these conferences is unreal in comparison to the bus leagues back east. The Pac-12 is going through the situation right now where they're about to be pushed aside. They put themselves in a bad spot in so many ways over the past 15 years. Mismanaged by Commissioner Larry Scott. The badly conceived attempt to match the Big Ten with the Pac-12 network, where the Big Ten was smart and paired with Fox to do it. No, the Pac-10 thought that they could do it themselves. They rented property in some of the most expensive rental areas in San Francisco for their studios. You know, I joke about Larry Scott ensuring that he had the penthouse each year at the M- at the MGM for the conference tournament, basketball tournament. That's not a joke. He did. The Pac-12, in many ways, was his personal piggy bank. The school presidents let him get by with it. They're paying the price now. They paid the price some in the past stretch, but they're paying the price now. But they're also saddled with a situation where their existence is tied so much to specific population areas. Washington and Wazoo can claim to be state universities. But look at the population of the state. Much like we talk about population here in Kansas. The numbers are nowhere near what you're going to find for a population in Kentucky. That translates when you start talking about eyeballs for TV or streaming. This gets into why the Pac-12 has such a problem on its hands. It has always seen itself as the equivalent 
in amateur athletics that's always seen itself as the equivalent of the Big Ten. Jim Delaney with the Big Ten was always outstanding about painting that picture that the Big Ten is this Tony August conference, not only tremendous in athletics, but academically. That has always been a Big Ten push. It dates back to their formation. It's why they, one of the reasons why they got sideways with Notre Dame and why Notre Dame's not a member. 100-year-old rivalries still play out in that. The Pac-12 has always seen itself as an equal to the Big Ten. And the only reason that they could ever say that they were on that level comes from a school like Stanford. Maybe Washington. But once you start factoring programs in on the athletic side, and you start looking at the population areas, the fan bases aren't even close. And the Big, Tw- uh, Big Ten just hit the striking blow last summer. UCLA, USC becoming part of the Big Ten. No matter what you think about the travel involved, no matter what you think about any of it, it fits perfectly with the Big Ten mindset, and for both of those schools, it fits perfectly the former Pac-12 mindset. They saw themselves as equivalents of the Big Ten. Well, those two schools are seen as now Big Ten schools. No one else in the Pac-12 at this point would be considered that. The conference has been atrophying under the auspices of bad management. And because of it, it is now going to likely disappear. The Big 12 has an added advantage of the vast majority of its programs being just outside of what is the Big Ten footprint, but yet where there are eyeballs. And the power center just continues to shift. 358 Division I college basketball teams. Subtract California's pack and there are 35 west of the Kansas-Colorado border. College athletics is a predominantly eastern and central time zone event. And if you don't believe me, sit down, take a look at the map, and you'll understand why. And you'll recognize why what is taking place currently means the likely end of the Pac-12 as an entity. 
It just cannot withstand the losses. And so now it's every school for itself almost. Unbelievably. Tomorrow I hope to have on a friend of mine who's been involved in the business for a long time. Actually a former Major League pitcher. But he's from the front range. Grew up watching football back when the WAC was a huge entity and was involved when it was a literally huge entity. 16 schools. Remember those days? The 90s? I want to talk a little about that history tomorrow. Hope to also maybe get some updates on just exactly where all of the discussions are going in regards to media rights. K-State Baseball up next. Have a good night, everyone.